How do you subtly duck with people? When my dad was a mechanic, people would come in and describe a noise their car is making. Uh, it's kind of going... My dad would close his eyes and make them repeat the noise over and over while listening intently, saying, Keep it up. I think I almost got it until they're basically out of breath from all this weird-sounding gibberish coming out of their mouths. Huh. Imagine other professions trying to do this. My God, what's wrong with the engine? We have to get this plane off the ground. Well, it, it kind of... Yeah, yeah, spit it out. Well, it kind of so, sort of goes like... I don't know what's going on. Sir, 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 listen, listen. Yeah? You're an idiot. I used to have CCTV monitors in my office at a pretty large store, so I would call different departments and hang up right before they picked up the phone and call them back as soon as they turned around. After a few tries, they would stand and wait for the phone to ring again, but I'd wait until the exact second they turned around. Nobody ever found out who it was. Easily the best entertainment ever. When someone sneezes, I tell them to shut up, and they almost always reply, thank you, because they are so used to other people saying, bless you. Hi, narrator here. I know it's so short, but it's just the idea. This is so funny. Just, Achoo! shut up. Thank you. <laughs> or I wonder if it, what if it got even like more aggressive, just like, Achoo! shut up. Thank you. I work in pathology, and I spend most of my day dictating into a microphone. I keep myself entertained by messing with the ladies in transcription in a myriad of ways. One thing I like to do is pick a random word and slightly mispronounce it all day just to mess with their heads. One time, we received a tube of chapstick, a small tube of toothpaste, and a bottle of skin lotion that the ER had taken out of someone's backside, not sure if they were a little freaky or just mentally ill. After I dictated that case and described the items, I went to the gift shop and bought the same items and then left them on their desk with a note that said, no need for these to go to waste. They were confused but had used the hand lotion. By the time they listened to the dictation, I could hear them shout from down the hall. Also, since I recite a lot of case numbers, any time a number happens to have 666 in it, I will immediately say, Mark of the Beast! and use my phone to play an evil laugh and sounds from hell. On Halloween, I taught myself how to say a couple of sentences backward and then recorded it and played it backwards into the microphone. That one freaked them out a bit. If there is ever a really good joke on Reddit jokes, I will end my dictation for the day by telling the joke to them. I also like to do prank calls. I'm the peanut butter jelly guy. When I'm on a waiting list at a restaurant, I always put the name down as Parpar. About half the people kind of hesitate or look at you weird. Play it straight and just spell it out if that happens. When you're called over the loudspeaker, it sounds like they're stuttering, Parpar, party of four? You can also do weird funny names that are just barely believable. Yes, people, obviously not every restaurant says party. Use another name for those. As far as the loudspeaker goes, I mainly use this at a very busy breakfast joint on the weekends. They have outdoor waiting and therefore announce names. It will work for any type of calling out names. I have a pretty good memory when it comes to stories that my friends have told me. 
So I like to retell their own story to them a year or two later, now starring myself, and see how long it takes for them to catch on. They start off with a look of, oh man, I could tell some of the story as soon as he ends this. Then it turns into a look of, wait, that's my freaking story. A buddy of mine will randomly wish me happy birthday on Facebook when it's not my birthday. So then a bunch of other people wish me a happy birthday and I have to explain it's not my birthday. This ducker does it every year. A couple of weeks ago, he posted on my wall, congratulations, man. I knew you'd land an opportunity. So proud of you. That, followed by a couple dozen people asking me what had I accomplished. I had someone whose birthday was a day before mine. At 11.45 p.m., as we ate dinner, I pointed out it was his birthday. And without question, the staff did the song, dance, and clap. At 12.01 a.m., he then told them it was my birthday. The server demanded ID. Then I got a very, very unenergetic song, dance, and clap, I swear, even the cake looked slump. Best proof I ever had that servers hate that crap. Make up a hobby or skill for your friend. Over a period of weeks or months, nonchalantly describe your friend's aptitude at this skill to your common friends or colleagues. If you pick something general enough, your friend will encounter lots of questions and it might snowball. Examples. Dan is a very good artist. He painted this for me. Show them a picture of some art someone else painted. Did you hear Dan won an award for his artistic skills? Dan is actually a really good singer. He sung in that state championships last summer. Did you know Margaret fixes watches? Bonus points if you pick someone you only vaguely know. Then you can deny starting the rumor and blame someone that knows him even better. In public places like malls or grocery stores, I nonchalantly thank random people. I say, hey, I saw what you did back there. I just want to say thanks. That was great. Most people don't appreciate little things like that anymore. But I do. Then walk away. Bonus points if you pat them on the back. I knew a friend that did this once because he lost a bet and went, I just want to thank you and awkwardly handed him five bucks and walked away. Use a fake name when ordering food for delivery. Use a different name each time, but always use the same number. After a while of doing this, they get a huge list of names after putting your phone number in whatever system they use. Pay cash each time. You can hear them hesitate for a moment as they try to figure out why there are so many names with different last names as well. Usually they'll ask if you're the person that's the most recent on their list, Always say no and give them a brand new name. I also like to use names that sound weird in a fake kind of way but aren't super obvious. Chester Elegante, as an example. At the Varsity Chicken Wings joint nearby Syracuse U, would enter name as Icarus for the announcement, Icarus, your wings are ready. I used to work in a call center a few years ago. We had to take customers' details, and I'd always repeat back to them to make sure they were correct. While I was doing this, though, I'd duck with them by saying things like, Oh, is that uh, K for knife? P for pterodactyl? Yeah? Good old silent letters. Get them heavily involved in a good conversation while standing, and just hand them something. Don't look at it. Keep the conversation going. Keep eye contact. And hand them anything from a tennis ball to a rock you just picked up. Almost every time, they'll grab it without thinking. 
Works even better if talking and walking. See how much stuff they can hold. Keep looking at a spot a few feet behind them with a worried expression. Look back at them and smile again. Look three feet behind them this time. Look a little more scared. Repeat and escalate until they get really uncomfortable and look behind them. It works even though they know you're messing with them. There was one guy in the music department who would always leave his phone on whatever desk he was working at. Every single time, I'd walk by, I'd pick it up, and move it slightly, no more than six inches away, and keep walking. I never took it. I never moved it far. I did this several times a day for several months. Then I stopped. I walked by and instinctively he went to put it back and missed. The look of shock on his face made my life. A family opened this small local theater and we went a couple of times during October and watched Annabelle and Nightmare on Elm Street. After everyone got deep into the movie, the staff would sneak up behind us, dressed in black, and duck with us pretty hard. Their kid crawled as fast as he could down the row of seats and rubbed up against our legs. That was the best one. It was freaky, but hella fun. I don't know, man. I think that would be kind of crazy to send your kids into the dark theater to mess with people as they're watching a scary movie. What if somebody, like, stomped their foot down to the child going, No! Not today, Annabelle! Grr! Uh, uh, no, please. <coughs> I didn't mean to. Like, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Why would you do this? No! Stop! I had a roommate in college that rarely went out to drink, but when he did, oof, he got completely trashed and usually ends up having no recollection what had happened. So whenever we would be drinking together, I'd take a handful of leaves from outside and hide them in his room in places like under his laundry pile, under his bathroom sink, in his jacket pocket, toaster, in the closet, etc. He still thinks he has a leaf hoarding habit whenever he goes out to drink with us. Wait, you had a toaster in your closet? I saw this on another thread. Can't remember the name of the hilarious person who wrote this, but start out with a subtle lisp when talking to someone you usually see on your own and when others aren't likely to be around when you speak to them. Over the coming weeks, make the lisp more prominent until you can barely be understood by that person. When it has become so bad that they cannot at all understand you, just drop it. Start talking normally again. The guy who's been trying to figure out what you're saying will be so confused. If he asked about it completely, deny it. Act baffled each time he brings it up. Bonus points if he starts asking other people. For example, Steve and Jerry, starting with Steve. Hey, Jerry, you know the guy from accounting? Yeah, dude, what about him? You've heard his lisp, right? He's not got one anymore. Jerry gives a weird look. Dude, he's never had a lisp. I don't know what you're talking about. Steve will be completely mind-ducked. You could also apply this to having a weird accent that suddenly drops. Not a real accent, just a really weird, unrecognizable accent that nobody can figure out. I really love bananas. I take a couple with me every day to work for mid-morning snacks. I decided to make it a habit of taking a break every time I was eating one to stroll over to a coworker's desk, chat with her while eating, and throw the peel into her garbage bin before walking back to my desk. 
She would deal with the smell for the rest of the day. It took a week before I got a, If you throw that in there, I'm gonna end you. I mean, dude, I don't know. I might feel the same. (laughs) I have a very sensitive nose. And if you're coming over and just, like, dumping your crap into my garbage can that I have to work next to for the whole day and be like, No! That is not a funny prank! That is a disaster. Please don't do this. Please, just no. (laughs) If you're in a group of people, all of you line up along both sides of an exit. When someone walks out, everyone starts clapping and cheering for the person. Some friends and I did this on the subway metro in Singapore while waiting for a train. Some of the reactions are priceless. My one friend and I refer to every animal as kitty, or some variation of it, i.e. wolves are howling moon kitties, meerkats are stand-up kitties, and obviously ferrets are snake kitties. We often ducked with people, like one time, when I insisted that this girl's gross dog was a slobber kitty. She was super proud of having this purebred dog, so she was getting quite flustered over the whole thing and practically yelling the breed of her dog at me. The first friend I mentioned walks in after not having heard this argument, and the girl says to him, You can tell what breed my dog is, right? And he replies, Slobber kitty! Without missing a beat, she got so mad. Definitely a subtle one, but I like it. I work in a restaurant. As a servant to the public, it's easy to get down on your job. Subtle things really help make you feel less like a backside-kissing peasant. Almost every time I run a tray of food, I make eye contact with the nearest table that's waiting on food and give them a look and smile as if I'm coming right for them to deliver their meal. Then I pass right by them and take it to the actual table. I love when people interrupt their conversation with, Hey, here's our food! Oh only to be left disappointed. A little sociopathic, considering most of these people didn't do anything to me, but it's just a nice way to feel in control at a job where you are so often walked on. It was you! You did this to me! Oh, come on! I've definitely had this happen to me somewhere before. No! Now I know your tricks. Now I know. I'm going to watch you and bring like, hey, You get back here! Ah! I looked after my buddy's house when he was on vacation. I took every photo out of its frame, scanned it, photoshopped me in somewhere, printed them, replaced in frames. Months after he got back, he called me saying his brain was telling him something was wrong, but he rarely looked at the photos anymore, so it didn't click until his sister was over and saw the altered photos. One of my best friends is generally quite impatient, and for the last eight years, I've been purposefully waiting for the last ring whenever he phones me to answer, because I know he hates it. The best part, though, is I periodically tell him every so often that I'm doing something that he hates to duck with him, but I'm not telling him what it is, which drives him nuts as he can't figure it out and often insists I'm lying. I do a bunch of things to mess with him, but... This is my fave as it's the longest running, lowest effort, mildest inconvenience that gets maximum annoyance. When we're closing down my store, there's a small vestibule at the back door where we have to stand still for about 20 seconds so that we can arm the motion alarm before leaving. As a rule, no one can be in the store alone 
and so some employee always has to be with me for this process. I fart every single time. If they move, then the alarm won't set and we have to stand there even longer. In high school, I would sit in the back with my buddies, and whenever we had a substitute, I would sit completely still with my mouth gaping open until drool started pouring out slowly and dripping all over my notebooks. Sub would have zero idea why someone with such a seemingly debilitating mental handicap was in a regular class. Of course, they were far too uncomfortable to say anything that might suggest something was wrong with me. On a side note, I never did the deed in high school. I was once inspired by a post here on Reddit where someone replaced one of their family portraits with a picture of Vladimir Putin. One day when our parents were at work, my brother and I did the same thing by changing out a picture of ourselves with one of Putin bottle-feeding a baby goat. We thought it was inconspicuous enough to go unnoticed for a little while, but we both gave it less than a day before our parents would notice. Six months later, I'm in the middle of my college semester and I get two texts. One from my brother saying, They found Putin! And the other from my dad saying, You clever plastered. I used to manage a fleet of company cars. One of my friends who worked with me had a car for my fleet. He doesn't know I had spare keys for all of them. The parking lot is not large. You can fit about 50 cars in it. They're all company cars and there's no reserved parking. So, being the friendly jerk I am, shortly after he arrived at work, I would go out for my smoke break and move his car over one or two spots. Sometimes I would even reverse the car back into the same spot, if he went in front first. I shuffled his car around the parking lot every third day for about four months straight, but never too far from his initial spot. One day after work, we were at the pub getting a pint, he says to me, Man, I'm so tired when I get to work. Sometimes I can't even remember where I parked my car. It's been almost two years to this day. I still move his car, but I've reduced the frequency to about once a week. He still doesn't know. In my apartment building, there is an unprotected Xfinity Wi-Fi. I have my own Wi-Fi, so I never connect to that one. But for some strange reason, one day... My phone connected to it on its own. So not knowing it did that, I started watching YouTube on my phone and accidentally hit the Chromecast button at the top of the screen. And when I pressed it, it gave me two different smart TVs to cast to. I had a huge evil grin on my face. So first, I immediately searched a Rickrolled video and cast it to one of the TVs. I thought this was hilarious, but I wanted to be more clever. I started playing all sorts of different videos. Girl ripping out her hair with a drill while eating corn. Two frap videos. South Park videos. Four words, all uppercase. Halfway through the last video, the connection ends. I guess they finally figured out how to turn it off. So the next day, I came home from work and checked my mail. And next to all the mailboxes was a very angry letter to the whole building. Really me. Can't remember it word for word, but it said something like, Whoever the rumpole is putting videos on our TV, please stop! We have young kids, and now they are repeating the inappropriate language that was in those videos. I immediately bust out laughing in the middle of the hallway, and believe me, I'll be doing it again.
I had a coworker once who was a real jerk. I started making fun of bald customers to their face in a friendly manner. It was a cigar store. Making light is mandatory. On a frequent enough basis when he was around to make him think, I really got grossed out by bald people. I don't, and I think I'm probably going bald. It was all part of my long con. After I got him thinking about baldness on a regular basis, I brought in my shills. I talked to customers I was friends with. Under my instruction, they'd always stare at his hair when they saw him or ask, Did you get a haircut or something? Every time they talked to him, we went to the same barber. Neighborhood dude, cut his first cigar. So I talked to the barber into asking him, So, you want me to do anything about, you know, like, the thin parts? After six months of this, he was constantly checking his hair in the mirrors, the glass around the shop, asking all the darn time if I thought he was balding. It was hands down the most sociopathic and impressive thing I have ever done in petty revenge. It was like a total of nine months of work, involved half my customers and eventually the owner of the store. He had the thickest hair I've ever seen. People complimented him on it. But that jerk farted in my face one time while I was eating quiche. And you don't duck with a man's quiche. Wow. So this man literally went Liam Neeson on this. Like this guy just like walking around and just being dumb. Be like, ah, And he just looks up. His quiche ruined. Darn you. I will remember this day. Revenge is best served cold. Just like my quiche which is now cold and smelly. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description as well. Thanks a lot for watching. See you next time.